This is TechCrunch. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This is TechCrunch. Sam Bankman-Fried launches Substack, I Didn't Steal Funds, and I Certainly Didn't Stash Billions Away, by Marianne Azevedo. FTX founder and former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried launched his own Substack newsletter today in a very unusual move for someone who has recently been arrested and is facing eight counts of U.S. criminal charges. In a post titled FTX Pre-Mortem Overview, Bankman-Fried maintains his innocence surrounding the collapse and bankruptcy of FTX, a cryptocurrency exchange he founded in 2019 that went on to raise $2 billion in funding and achieved a valuation of a staggering $32 billion. He wrote, I didn't steal funds, and I certainly didn't stash billions away. Nearly all of my assets were and still are utilizable to backstop FTX customers. I have, for instance, offered to contribute nearly all of my personal shares in Robinhood to customers, or 100%, if the Chapter 11 team would honor my DNO legal expense indemnification. When Bankman-Fried stepped down from FTX in November, Enron turnaround veteran John J. Ray III was appointed as the new CEO. The 30-year-old billionaire continues to insist that if he were not forced to declare bankruptcy, that the company would have been able to repay all its customers. He wrote, There were numerous potential funding offers, including signed LOIs post-Chapter 11 filing, totaling over $4 billion. I believe that had FTX International been given a few weeks, it could likely have utilized its illiquid assets and equity to raise enough financing to make customers substantially whole. On January 3rd, Bankman-Fried pled not guilty to all eight counts of criminal charges, which included wire fraud, conspiracy to commit money laundering, and conspiracy to misuse customer funds, among others. Bankman-Fried could face up to 115 years in jail if convicted on all charges. His trial date has been set for October 2nd, 2023. Last month, a U.S. judge released Bankman Freed on a $250 million bail bond after he was extradited to America from the Bahamas. The bail package allowed Bankman Freed to remain under house arrest at his parents' home in Palo Alto, California. In the substack, Bankman Freed insisted that he had not been involved in running affiliated trading company Alameda, which has been the target of speculation around whether or not FTX mishandled customer funds for some time and that he was not aware of its finances. He also went on to share what he described as a record of FTX U.S.'s balance sheet as of when I handed it off. He went on to say, If FTX had been given a few weeks to raise the necessary liquidity, I believe it would have been able to make customers substantially whole. I didn't realize at the time that Sullivan and Cromwell, via pressure to instate Mr. Ray and file Chapter 11, including for solvent companies like FTX U.S., would potentially quash those efforts. 
I still think that if FTX International were to reboot today, there would be a real possibility of making customers substantially whole. And even without that, there are significant assets available for customers. I've been, regrettably, slow to respond to public misperceptions and material misstatements. It took me some time to piece together what I could. I don't have access to much of the relevant data, much of which is for a company, Alameda, I wasn't running at the time. This is not the first time the disgraced founder has taken to airing his thoughts publicly. In November, he said in a series of tweets that FTX International was looking to raise liquidity and was in talks with a number of players. Then in December, he talked from an undisclosed location in the Bahamas with reporter Andrew Ross Sorkin for a dealbook event, a discussion that his legal team very much did not approve of, he told Sorkin with a boyish grin. Want more fintech news in your inbox? Sign up for Marianne Azevedo's newsletter in a link embedded in the text version of this article. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.